Simply Abundant Intuitive Hour, The Journey of Attachment, a special series that takes a deep dive into the topic of insecure attachment and why you can't let go. Here's Tracy Crossley. Before we start today's podcast, I wanted to share some comments from some of Tracy's clients that have worked with her in both group coaching situations and one-on-one coaching. And to reach out to Tracy for a discovery session, please email her at happiness at tracycrossley.com. That's happiness at tracycrossley.com. Enjoy the show. Thanks for listening. It's been an amazing opportunity for me. So I feel like if I can make growth from it, I know anyone can. It's the best investment I've ever made in myself. It way beats a Greek holiday and I love my Greek holidays. Well, hello there. How you doing? I am doing very well today. I am back again with, we're getting close to the end of the year, aren't we? Boy, oh boy, oh boy. But this is episode number 537. And I am here talking once again about things related to insecure attachment issues, imposter syndrome, all that good stuff. And it's called the working title. I want it so bad, but do I? (laughs) Yeah, a lot of times we think we know what we want and we really don't know what we want, right? So if you are struggling and you would like to look into coaching, just so you know, my podcast is not coaching. I am just sharing information with you and giving you tips on things you can do. Uh, A lot of times people take the tips and they tend to use them in a thinking mode and you need to use them in a feeling mode or nothing will ever permanently change. So Uh, Those tips are great, but doing a deep dive and being able to see yourself is very difficult. And some people do it. I have, and it took me years, (laughs) like years. So if you don't want it to take you years, I highly recommend setting up a discovery call where we can talk to you about different programs that we offer, all different prices, and for all different sort of issues related to insecure attachment, imposter syndrome, anything that's really disempowering. Because we don't realize it, we usually give our emotional state over to other people to control. So with that, let me get into it today. So the the idea today is, have you ever heard yourself pleading or begging or asking a universe, universe, that's a new word, (laughs) universe for this, whatever this is, I have to have it. I know I want it. And it frustrates me that I don't have it now. You don't have it because you don't really want it. What you want is you want what it symbolizes to you. Mm -hmm. So we do our vision boards. We write our letters. We throw pennies in a fountain. We send energy where we think it's going to make a difference. We pray to the universe, God or whoever your higher power is. Or you pray to nature, whatever it is, right? And we try so hard to get what we want or think we want. And I mean, remember, or at least for me, (laughs) all the sorts of kooky things, you know, and remember in your own life, all the sorts of kooky things to make somebody do something or to make something happen, right? Well, I was one of those people that I went to people and said, what can I do to make this happen? How can I have this in my life, right? And it was funny because a lot of it didn't do anything, really. It scared the crap out of me at one point when somebody said, you were trying to cast a spell on me. And I'm like, what? What? 
What? I'm not trying to cast a spell on you. I never did try to cast a spell on anybody. But I did do some candle stuff that I had no idea at the time the potency of that. Right? So anyway, I say this because what what even prompted this podcast is I was looking through some old notes I have and some old lists of things that I was trying to manifest, things that I wanted in my life, things that I thought for sure I needed and they had to happen for my happiness to happen, okay? And so I found a theme among what I said I wanted, like an experience. Like one of the experiences was, oh, I got to have sex all over the world with my partner. And that's because my idea of intimacy at the time was physical only. Like it, it was somehow that amazing physical intensity was going to lead to this emotional in intimacy. I want to say intensity, but that too. Like it was just this whole intense thing, this amazing thing. And really, it was very misguided because I thought it was things like that, these fantastical ideas of having certain things come true and be part of my life, right? And the other thing that I also used to, because this was like, I think about five or six of these lists I found, and it was probably over about a five-year period of time. But the other thing I found was uh, these <laughs> these lists about wanting a home by the ocean. And I made a lot of things up when it came to that. And I don't, you know, when I looked at that, I'm like, what was that? What was that? Because on the one hand, would I turn down a home by the ocean? No, I would not. Do I purposely look for one? No, I don't. There are other places I actually prefer more than the ocean, even though I love the ocean, I love nature, right? But what was this, what was going on behind that, right? What was the motivation behind that? That's what I'm talking about. Like a lot of the time I made up all this stuff, I was just thinking about, oh yeah, I'm supposed to be unlimited, right? You do a vision board and you're completely unlimited. You write a list and you put it somewhere and you hide it for 10 years and you're like, oh my God, look, everything came true. I was looking at these things and a lot of the stuff on there didn't come true. And some of it, I had one vision board from 10 years ago and some of it didn't come true, but a lot of what I wanted at the time really was things that I wanted from another person that I wasn't giving myself. Or I wanted things because I was in poverty, emotional poverty and financial poverty, right? And so coming from that place, I wanted to satisfy the emptiness and put things on there. And that's why when I look back, I'm like, okay, so I found having a house at the beach to be some kind of an achievement. Like, okay, that would be an achievement. Cool. Right. I have achieved. I have come far. I have an amazing life now. I have a life like a, oh my God, who's a woman? I think it's Nora Ephron who made those movies where these women have these fantastic homes. (laughs) I just remember right? And their homes are just amazing. And I thought, yep, that's when you know you've arrived. Anyways, so it's not that I would want these things now in that same way. Like if I had to write a list of 10 top things that I want in my life, a lot of the things that were on these lists would not even be on there. I don't even have the same aspirations. Some things I do and some things did come true. And and I'm going to talk about that because I believe that I needed the fantasy idea to come true, having what I thought I wanted and what that would actually bring to me versus digging deeper and looking at, well, what do I really want? Well, I thought I wanted these, but I didn't feel like I wanted it. 
even though if you would asked me at the time, no, no, I feel it. Well, I felt a lot of anxiety intensity at the time. So that's where a lot of it came from. And I couldn't figure out at the time, what is it I'm searching for underneath these things I say I have to have in my life, right? A lot of my anxiety and fear drove a lot of the themes in these old lists. Like these things felt impossible. One of the things that I had put on lists for a long time was I wanted a man who was really kind. That was like at the top of the list. And it was because I had people that weren't kind. And then like the last person I had in my life was kind, but wasn't kind. And I'm not going to get into a whole explanation about it right now, but they were kinder, let's say, in temperament than other people I had been with. I tend to have chosen people that were really angry before that person. So I was moving in that direction, right? And then I met my husband. I'm like, okay, nobody I've ever met in my life is as kind as my husband. Nobody compares at all. And not to insult anybody else, but it's true. I've just never been in my life, right? Maybe in your life, you will or have somebody who's very kind. Maybe it's you, right? All right. Anyway, as I was reading through them, though, I I was crumpling them up and I was throwing them toward the fireplace because I figure, you know, we always use paper to uh, as fire starter. And my husband was sitting on the couch and he's like, what are you doing? What are you throwing away? And I'm like, oh, it's just old bullshit that I thought was meaningful, but really wasn't because it wasn't. It's not like I'm going to look back in 10 years and go, oh, my God, these things came true because those things didn't have the meaning to me. And that's why they had the meaning when I wrote them. But I didn't understand why I wanted that meaning or why I wanted that in the first place. And that's a lot of where we get stuck and we think the universe is just screwing us or telling us, no, you've been bad. You can't have that. It's not true. It's that you're not really connected to the motivation of having it. I look at when I went to, um, I forgot her name. I went with my husband. It was a manifesting conference. And I just remember sitting there going, you know, we can manifest anything we want in our lives. We really can. But most of us don't stick with it. Most of us don't stay, let's say, focused on the creation part, the journey of it. We want it just handed to us because we're sitting on the couch waiting for it, you know? Um, and I'm, I'm kind of being a little facetious. But anyway, so the problem with all of this, of course, because this is why I'm doing this podcast, is you're stuck in a perfect world that you think will bring you happiness, love, or whatever's missing when you're putting these things together and you don't know why, okay? It sounds good. It sounds like that would be successful. It sounds like other people would be jealous. It sounds like I would be happy, okay? And nothing is going to do any of that for you, outside of you, whether it's a villa in the south of France or the non-committal person in your life committing to you. You will feel exactly as you do now unless you do something to give you your emptiness on a platter, meaning you deal with the emptiness inside. A lot of these things can happen like, hey, no problem wanting a villa in the south of France, okay? No problem with it. But if you don't do the internal work, you're going to feel like you do right now when you have that villa in the south of France, okay? That's the point. Wishing for a perfect future and living in the illusion keeps you from living in the now and living where you can actually create the life that is fulfilling to you and does something for the emptiness you feel. So when you live in that neverland, even when things show up, they don't have the meaning you want them to. That's what I'm saying. Like you might have that France villa and oh boy, I need a bigger one. Okay. 
or you might need more commitment from somebody. Maybe you need another person on the side and the list goes on and on. Like you achieve these things and you're going, wow, I'm still not feeling great. And you just need more and more and more. And these things do not have the ability to fill you. Okay. This is the point and why it's a problem. It's not to say again, you cannot have what you want. It's to say when you're trying to fill a vacuum, nothing works. It's like a band-aid. And until you commit to what you really want and really want to not be in the dark place, you're going to keep running through things and finding yourself right back where you are. So what's the wisdom nugget to this wonderful problem? Love yourself, connect there, feel it, and then choose. What do I want? So the solution, a solution is it requires you to stop and look at what you keep asking for and realistically look at why it doesn't show up in your life or why it doesn't come together like you want it to or why that person doesn't commit. You have to look at the reality, right? People have free will. And it's amazing to me, like when I look back, because I used to spend so much of my time in a dysfunctional place when it came to love and relationships. I really did. And I look back on those times and I think about how much time I, I don't want to say wasted because it's not wasted. I was learning. Although if you would ask me back then, I was frustrated and feeling like I was wasting my time. And it's that wanting something to show up in your life so you feel better because you think that that's going to be the final answer. That's going to be the thing that does something for you. And then even if it does show up, you find a problem. Like you have somebody, let's say, that isn't committing. And let's say they do commit. I've had that happen where, oh, now you want to commit? All of a sudden, all the sparkles went away. All of the attachment I had is gone. There's nothing there because now I don't have to work so hard. I don't have to prove myself. I mean, seriously, these are the kind of things that mean it's not about the other person. It's not about the relationship you don't have. It's not about the house you don't have. It's not about the car, the traveling, the whatever it is you're wishing for that's going to somehow make the biggest difference. So that's why... What you want to look at when I'm saying everything I just said, what do you actually expect the things you want to do? What is your expectation of them? You've got to know your expectations when you're saying, I want, I want, I want. Well, what's the expectation? Is it real? Is it not real? Like, is it realistic or is it unrealistic? Okay. Write it out on paper. Write what you think you want that does not show up, has not shown up, and you keep wishing for it to show up or you want it in a different form, what you expect it to do for you, okay? So it's not what you want from it, just that. You want to take it to the next step of, okay, what is it I expect it to do for me? How do I expect it to change me? How do I expect it to change my life, right? When you sometimes see these things on paper about the expectations, it starts to give you a clue to your internal motivation, All right. So then you want to see if I feel like me right now, meaning maybe you feel confused, you feel anxious, you feel kind of crappy because you feel like things aren't coming true for you. Okay. And I get these things are people. How is that space inside of me going to feel differently? And a lot of us think I'll just feel that sense of intensity, of excitement, you know, the heightened cloud nine feeling, but that doesn't last. And it may be it lasts for five minutes and then all of a sudden you feel the same feelings you felt 10 minutes before that. Okay, so it's important to get to know what is it I believe these these things are going to do for me? What are my expectations around them? Why do I think 
that's going to fill up the space inside of me. You want to get that clarity, okay? Then you want to have realistic expectations. Also, it's to look at what your underlying motivation is for those expectations. Okay, so we've already gone through, like your first list is all those unrealistic expectations, right? Now you're looking at, okay, what would realistic expectations be? What is a realistic expectation, let's say, of a relationship you have in your life that's dysfunctional, all of a sudden becoming functional, right? So you have to look at, well, what's realistic? Well, the other person, again, has free will. So maybe realistic is it is where it is right now, and maybe it will change in the future, but I can't live in that. So if I know this, then I got to look at now, what is my underlying motivation? Okay, and this is a point of clarity, not just your expectations, but the motivation for those specific things you're saying you want. So it comes down to three things in life. (laughs) Can't get that word out. Security, love, or health. Okay, security is job, career, finances, wealth, security, okay? Having a roof over your head. Love and health are self-explanatory. And those are at the basis of everything that motivates us. And so, because you got your health, you're alive, you're well, right? So, you know, and love, we're all wanting love. So you now ask yourself, where do I not put any energy or action toward in those three things that I may have as motivators, or maybe just one of them is the motivator. How do I put energy in? What are the actions I take toward having what I want? And if you tell me, oh, well, I'm trying to make this relationship work that just doesn't work, well, you're on an impossible mountain, aren't you? And you're not really putting energy toward a happy, healthy love life, right? You have to look at how you feed into the things you say you don't want or you try to force the things you say you want. And instead, it's to take action towards being a great partner yourself. It's toward what is it I am not doing and then you have to do it because you know what? And well, let me let me wait a minute until I get to that because I'll tell you what I did. But let me finish with giving you the solution here. So you want to take authentic, connected action. It's the joy of the doing and not the have to have that outcome. It's not about the outcome. It's always about the joy of doing because that's really where the joy is. It's in participating. So you want to separate the wheat from the chaff. You want to get to the clarity so that there is a direct connection between you and having what you want. You also want to start filling up your emptiness by giving to you what you expect from someone or something else that you've been pining away for or pleading for or having on your vision board for 30 years, okay? Look at that list and in the motivations and turn them inward and give to yourself right there. Give yourself compassion and kindness. What did I do? Well, I realized, as I mentioned in the solution, that the things that came true on my list actually had meaning to me. And the reason is I actually took action towards them. Like I'm looking at writing a book. Well, I had to write a fucking book. (laughs) I mean, it wasn't like the magical pen was going to come down and write it for me. So... I was looking at the things that came true and it's like, I put energy in those directions. I put my focus on those things, not just sitting there and making it happen. Like I didn't force things to happen. I put energy towards it. Like I wrote a book. I decided to get an agent. My agent shopped the publisher. I signed a contract with the publisher. My book is going to get published, right? So write a book and have it published. Great. On a vision board, I had that for a long time. But I had to get the gumption to actually 
take care of it and do it. That's my point. Like things that come to you magically, we all have things that are going to come to us here and there just because we happen to be at the right place at the right time or, you know, we put it way back in the back of our mind, boy, I'd love to have that happen. And we don't realize the way we're living, we're open to those things happening. I had to be open. A lot of us are very closed and we want things to get in there anyway. Yes, we do. So I look at the things that have come true again, and I look at the work I did on me and the work I did towards having joy on the journey. So wisdom nugget again, love yourself, connect there, feel it, and then choose what do I want? You have a universal right. Yes, you do. You have a universal right to be always asking for the big things that are impossible because you take no action toward what you want. Instead, look at what you want and take steps to having it. Want a healthy relationship? Be a healthy partner. Seriously, it's like look at the things that you have within your power. So it can feel like the things you always want are out of reach, but you want to make sure They are what you want rather than what you think you are supposed to have to feel whole. When you connect with what it is you want in a deep way, you will take action in that direction and know the joy through the doing rather than the stifling feeling of living in a perfect fantasy. I have two related podcasts. I have number 225, Journey of Attachment. And uh, what is it? Journey of Attachment, Self-Fulfilling Prophecies, Block You From What You Want. And number 267, Journey of Attachment. You say you want a relationship, but... Okay, so if you have questions, go ahead and send them to podcast at tracycrossley.com. And I answer them every Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, noon Eastern Time, on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube Lives. So you want it, and you want to hear from me about what's going on with you, that's the best place to do it. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. Questions about today's show? Reach out to Tracy at info at tracycrossley.com. And if you're listening on iTunes, please leave a five-star rating for the show so it can be heard by more people. For all things Tracy, check out tracycrossley.com.